0: long night in the presence of God, because we want to allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us. Several things are going to take place tonight. Some, I know, some I'm yet to find out. But they are going to take place without a shadow of doubt. God wants to operate on you before we move into the new year. And like I said a week ago that it is not just a new year, but it is... A very special transition in how things will begin to unfold because there are many activities events world-changing events that will take place in this decade and if the Spirit of God permits me tonight I will reveal some of those things that will take place in the next 10 years and Our own today is to settle ourselves in the spirit. Open our ears. And be attentive to what God is going to be doing. There are spirits all over this place today. And they are ready to minister the purposes of God to us. And what I ask you tonight... What I ask you to do tonight more than anything else. If, if there was a night an evening where you needed your whole spirit, soul, and body in this place, it's tonight. Let every single thing in you, every single thing in you be here. All right? Forget your troubles, forget your problems, forget your issues, forget every single thing in your life up to this point. Ensure that you are attentive, all right? Fight off every distraction. Make sure that you are attentive because you don't want to miss what God is doing in your lives and what he wants and desires to do in this place tonight, all right? So, please, I beg you. I beg you. Uh, You're probably tired because you come from your festive things, whatever. It's not a time to be tired. It's not a time to allow tiredness to lay hold of you. All right? If if you see somebody sleeping tonight, wake them up. All right? Wake them up. Wake them up in a way that it will embarrass them. All right? Nobody's supposed to be... uh, you know what I wasn't know I was just paying attention to the no your attention should be here okay so if you see somebody even if you see them at the back they shy over let the day, wake up all right you are helping them okay yeah that's what you do you're just trying to help them praise the Lord so we we will have seven several, several uh, phases of the meeting so it's going to be a long night so you might as well just be chilled be relaxed okay uh, because it's going to be a long. this is our nda service is tonight okay i understand it's coming in several days but this is the day because the spirit of prophet you see we don't control the holy spirit you you can't control it you can't put him in a time box so the best you can do that's what the bible says Wait on the Lord again. I say wait because He knows we have a tendency to be impatient. So He says, "No, wait. How many? Wait. Wait until He comes." Yay. So we we have come here to wait uh, specifically on the Lord and what He He has to say. So when that spirit, that that anointing is here, but we need to get it to a certain place, all right? Because my my expectations is that God will minister to you tonight. Mm -hmm. He will minister to you prophetically tonight in a beautiful way. Alright? So, the Spirit of God will do several things in you. So, we'll we'll be addressing we'll be addressing everything. Alright? Especially things that are are hindrances to the fulfillment of God's Word in our lives personally. Alright? So we'll be addressing those things and uh, as we expect under the Spirit of God. So I'm going to share something with you quickly and then we're just going to go into worship for a few minutes then we'll come back again and go deeper. Okay? Yes. Go deeper. So if you feel tired and stuff, you can stand. Alright? You can stand up. Listen to me by this insistence. Listen to me. Tonight is one of those nights if if you're not in, you're out.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, that? If you're not in, you're out. That's, there's no middle ground. If you're not in, you're out. So do everything in your, in your power to be in. That's why I told you yesterday last week that you've got to you've got to zero in this moment all right you've got to zero in this moment and i want to read something and share something with you for just two seconds and then we worship the lord okay and i believe we have we have much to thank the lord for much to be grateful for and the lord is the one to whom all those thanks and gratitude should be directed to. Hallelujah. So, uh, revelations. Let's stay with revelations because there's something there. So, you know what you can do? Okay. You can, if you have your phone, you can start, you know, press record on your phone and record the entire service.
1: Okay. All right.
0: For yourself. Okay. So when I begin to fly, hopefully you'll fly with me. All right. Hopefully you'll fly with me. So Revelation chapter one, verse number one. Hallelujah. Oh, by the way, you enjoyed your Christmas? As long as you left Jesus out of it, right? You left him out, eh? You didn't leave him out? Why didn't you leave him out? You shouldn't involve Jesus in such things. You shouldn't. Honestly, you shouldn't. Alright? Yes, you should. No matter, you see, no matter what anybody says, alright, the the popularity of a thing does not make it right before the eyes of God. Alright? And you should should not try to put Jesus in something that is hedonistic in nature, that is pagan in nature. No matter how, how many justifications you can try to put around it, but we are just saying, no. No. You should not. Your, your your life, if you want to have your life lived by the alignment of the Spirit, these are some of the things that you must begin to, to really take serious consideration of. The things that I praise among men are an abomination to God. Why would the world that hates Jesus all over celebrate Christmas on the very same day that we say is his birthday? And he said, no, 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 no. If you read your Bible, your Bible is clear. Your, Your Bible is clear. And while the shepherds were out in the field at night, and the skies were clear, the angels appeared in the sky crying, glory, glory. It tells you, It tells you the shepherds were out in the night. No shepherds are out in December. No shepherds are out in December. How can they be out? While it's winter, it's snowy. it's raining. If if you see if that the if if you needed proof that twenty five December has nothing to do with Jesus, that, si- that simple weather understanding would be enough for you. Because in Israel, the coldest nights, winter, snow, rain is found from November right up until next year March. So there is, there is no way that Jesus could have been born at that time. Even spiritually, it does not make sense. So the time in which he was born had to be a time where it was spring or summer, where shepherds would go out in the night. Because in winter, the, 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 the sheep, what would the sheep graze? Jesus, Jesus. So we adopt Babylonian ways, hedonistic, paganistic ways. If you if you study, if you study now history about the 25th of December, who all around the world in religious circle are celebrating is not Jesus. Do you know who it is? It's Nimrod. Is Nimrod re- reincarnated as Tammuz? Do you know who Tammuz is? Tammuz is the offspring of who? Nimrod and Semiramis. Semiramis is the is the woman that the Bible refers to as the God of heaven, the queen of heaven. That is Semiramis. She is the goddess of the earth. That's, that's how she is known. So, 25th December was the day that Tammuz, or rather Rino, reincarnated as Tammuz. Where is Jesus there? Tell me, where is Jesus there? And what you don't realize is that we are we are helping the world celebrate their idols worship their idols what does a christmas tree decorated have to do with jesus you see a church church christmas trees everywhere oh it's just decoration but you read the Bible, God says the palm trees that they use, the palm trees that they use to decorate and worship their dead idols. The Bible, God calls them wooden idols, wooden gods. Oh, it's just Christmas, Christmas. What the hell? Some lady says they in heaven, there is a town called Christmas Town imagine Christmas time so it's fine celebrate Christmas but just leave Jesus leave Jesus out of it because he has nothing to do with it if you want to see when Jesus was born go back to April May, June you will find him around there If you want to know when Jesus was born, come ask us. Don't follow the patterns of the world. Find out what God wants. It's a problem, it's a serious problem. Like Easter. The, see, the only reason why we celebrate Easter. Here's, the, here's the, the only reason why we we don't celebrate Easter, but we commemorate on that same week. The only reason why we commemorate because, is because the day of Easter is actually the day where they used to commemorate Ashtaroth. It's even in the Bible, in Acts. But what is interesting is that during that day, during that month, that's what Jesus actually really died. Because the Bible is very specific about when Jesus died. Jesus died the very same month that Egypt, that Israel came out of Egypt. <coughs>
1: That's
0: why the Holy Spirit came exactly 50 days after Jesus ascended on the day of Pentecost. What was the day of Pentecost? It was harvest day. It was the times of the rains. Asking the Lord for rain in the time of the leperry. And the spirit fell on the same day where every Israelite commemorated and came to celebrate Pentecost. And you will find that interesting during the same month that Jesus died was around the time when also he was born 33 years later. <laughs> yes. God operates in patterns by patterns when you put the sun and moon, they say, let them be for signs and seasons. For signs and seasons. So, one of the purposes of the sun is, is to tell signs and determine seasons. Mm-hmm. Jesus was not born in the day. He was born in the night. Do you know that? Do you know that? Yes. He was not born in the day. He was not born during the day. He was born at night. And by studying his life and his words, you you will understand even what time Jesus was born. If he was born in the day, do you think he will come in the night? I mean, he will come in the day if he was born in the night? No. No. He says the coming of the Son of Man is like a thief coming in the night. Always he's telling you the night, the night, the night, the night, the night. The night, the night, the night, the night. The night. So, so when Jesus comes back, it will be at night, not in the day. I'm not talking about his second coming. I'm talking about the rapture of the church. It will not be in the day, it will be in the night. So why I'm saying this to you is that don't be too caught up in these demonic things that are taking place. In the name of Jesus. Crap. Nonsense. You can choose to flow along with the rest of the folk. But Christians celebrated what? No. Listen, hey, your own is to... You know what what the Lord said to Joshua. Say turn neither to the left nor to the right. Be straight. Let your walk be straight. And if you if you're going to have a straight walk, you're going to have to step on a few toes. You're going to have to defy the opinions of men.
1: <laughs>
0: so I trust you had a lovely Christmas with your family, with your friends. Just leave Jesus out. Alright? Just leave Jesus. Otherwise, read Jeremiah chapter 10. It says, Thus says the Lord, do not follow the ways of the Gentiles. For their ways are vanity. You think this cutting of trees is something that started now? It was there in the Bible. It says they cut down their trees and then they what? They decorated with silver and gold. Who's saying that? God. And don't follow their ways. Because God's people had a tendency to follow the ways of the heathens. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you believe a lie, that means you have forfeited a truth. You have hindered yourself from living in reality. Satan is the God of deception. And here's the thing: it's, it's like, it's like, it's like what, what we shared last year on, on the shape of the earth, right? And some said is a globe, and yet the Bible says the earth is linear. The Bible says the Lord did what? He spread He spread out the earth that you should stand in the waters. It's the Bible. God says that. Now, any you you would look at that and say, it has no impact. But it has impact on your mind. Because because the the very form of the earth changes how you view things and how you think about life. So that when they tell you that we are going to space, you will believe it because you don't believe that the earth is the closest thing. So when they fool you with those type of things, you will believe. The purpose is that the, uh, one simple fact, the moon is a light. The moon. Read Genesis chapter 14, and God made two great lights. The sun to rule the day, the moon to rule the night. The moon is a light. But they tell you they've landed on a moon. And when they show you the moon, the moon is just a pile of sand. And that even changed the theology and the scientific reasoning of some ministers. To make you believe that the moon is only a light in as far as it reflects the light that comes from the sun. How sick is that? Because the very, the very, the very conclusion of that statement is erroneous. Because the Bible says God made two great lights. If you deny that the moon is the light, you must also deny that the sun and the stars are lights. And your entire scientific uh, curriculum, your entire scientific syllabus, is based on the fact that one day men went to the moon and they landed on the moon. First of all, how how did they bypass the dome? <laughs> Secondly, when did they reach the moon? Because they say that for them to reach the moon, they have to go out of the earth. Yet the Bible says the earth and the moon are within the firmament. They are inside. Yeah. And then you look at it and say, yeah, this is how it is. And you, you, throughout your life, you don't realize that your, 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 your belief in God starts being corrupted. Your belief in God starts being corrupted. Your faith starts being corrupted. And the Bible talks about unfeigned faith. In other words, faith that is un- being unpolluted. And that's how it starts. The Bible says that great serpent, who is the devil, who went out to deceive the whole world, is how deception starts. And the, same, the person who came up with this theory, The church always had the earth as the central figure of the universe, until Darwin came. Darwin, the same person who says, all species are evolutionary in nature, said, no, the earth is a circle, and it's circling around the sun. Why why was it so important that they changed that narrative, that the earth? Is circling around the sun, and the sun is at the center of the universe, is because of the Egyptian worship of of their god Oris, the sun god, who is must be at the center of everything. Yeah, it's not important. Yeah, it's, it's not important. And Christians come and tell you a lie, they are preaching a lie. Jesus was born on this day. We are celebrating the word becoming flesh. let's celebrate
2: (laughs) because of christmas day
0: On the same day Jesus is born, Santa is flying all over the world, Santa Claus. <laughs> He's giving gifts to children. Tell me,
2: where's, where's, where's the, the sacredness of that? Santa is all over the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and Santa Oten is wearing
1: red.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and you know where he comes from? No way. He's flying from the from his from his where he he comes out once a year. Santa comes out.
1: (laughs) Where is he? That
0: is in Norway, the snowy parts of the Norwegian nation. And Lebona Santa, you know, coming in the night, flying across the moon, going to give gifts to children. These are things that Satan uses to prime you. Mm. Do you know what it is to prime you? To to make you ready to accept something. Mm. It doesn't matter, it's Christmas. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 1 So I hope you had a lovely festive Family Alright Amen Amen. Praise God I'm just trying to help That's why in this church We don't Have service on Christmas day For what? Explain to me for what? for why must we have service on christmas day for what for for what good reason for what so i can come and tell you how jesus was born so i can come tell you how jesus was born i had the whole year to tell you how jesus was born why do i need 25 december Sometimes you know, but common sense I beri. And we go to lots of people. Okay, he he israeli no ki how did the shepherds go out in the cold at night? Okay, haribale, let's read it. Okay, let's read it. We will come back to Revelations. You see, I'm sharing this because I didn't, it was not my intention to share this. So I'm sharing this probably because the Spirit of God thinks this is important. That's one of the reasons why sometimes many Christians suffer demonically, are oppressed demonically, but they don't see they live right and they wonder what's wrong. Your whole house is decorated. It's like a signal, demons come. I'm one of those. I am one of those who accept
1: you.
0: <laughs> okay, let's look at some. Let's look at this and go back and then do some nice worship. Are you there? All right. Chapter two. Look. I wanna leave. <laughs> Bro, how are you? You you heard you heard what he was doing. Yeah. Uh the, the trend, yeah. Cutting. What what was happening there? Yeah. Alright. Luke chapter two. Verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Right? Now they were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to god in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to all men so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another let us go to bethlehem and see these things that has come to pass which the lord has made known to us and they came with haste and found mary and joseph and a babe lying in a manger now when they had seen it they made widely known the same which was told them concerning the child you see that you see that and then there's the, obviously the story of the Mahi, all right, who followed a star from the east. Now, how will they follow a star with clouds? How? Tell me. When there are clouds in the sky, how are they going to follow the star? That means the, 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 the sky had to be clear for them to follow. And they could only follow it at night. They came from the east, remember. So it was a journey coming there. They did not come, they did not reach Jesus on the day that he was born. They had to come years later, probably maybe a year and a half or two years later. Because the same day they went out of the city, they met Herod, and Herod commanded that they should kill children who were what? Two years and under. So it must have taken them two years. That means the day Jesus was born, the star, star appeared, and they followed the stars for two years to reach where Jesus was. You tell me. your Christmas day. Where does it come from? If you can tell me where does it come from, if you can tell me that, then I'll celebrate. We'll have, we'll have everything. We'll have the works,
1: <laughs>
0: the whole production. We'll have the. Works. Imagine churches waste so much money. To get all those decorations, all those all those crap in their churches, demons in the same time they worship. You. Oh, tell me, the Christmas tree. What do they have to do with Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with Jesus? <laughs>
2: Next year, get a very Easter egg. Go hot. And now, because it's the same thing that's been done. Come on, send me all my Easter eggs. <laughs> so altar, send
0: them an altar of Easter eggs. You are deceived. You woke up at Christmas, you went on your knees. Oh, Father, we thank you. Jesus was born <laughs> on this day. What <laughs> <laughs> are Christmas? town, Revelations Revelation,
1: chapter
0: one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me some volume there. Thank you. <sighs> Tonight you must be alive, right? must be alive, right? We're flying tonight. Verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his to show his to show his to show his, to show his things which must shortly take place. Notice he doesn't say to show his prophets he's <laughs> to show his servants. There's a reason why he chooses the word servant. The word servant has nothing you must hear, all right? The word servant has nothing to do with whether or not you are called into the ministry. The word servant doesn't mean you are an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, or a teacher, because you can do all those and not a servant. You can be an apostle and not be a servant of God. To show his... The word their servants comes from the Greek word, which means to be bound to the point where you have submitted your entire will to a master. So it is it is it is the last word when we talk about degrees of closeness to God. It is the last place a man reaches or a woman reaches before Sancho. If anybody never reaches a son, you see, you can be a son in his house. But if you never reach sevenhood, or the state of 70 you you'll never attain sonship. Notice, the Bible says, Jesus was faithful as a son in his house, not as a servant, as a son in his own house. (coughs) Moses was faithful as a what? As a servant in his house. And that is why God was unwilling to keep certain things from Moses. Shall I hide anything from Abraham, my friend? Seventy. So he says, there is a revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ is is not you seeing Jesus. This is not what he's talking about. He's not talking about uh, the appearance of Christ. No, he's not saying the appearance of Christ that God gave him to show his servants. No, he's talking about an ap- 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 apocalyptus, That which has been hidden. There are mysteries in the heavenlies that are hidden. And it is, it is given to Jesus to show his servants. So it is the
2: revelation
0: of Jesus Christ. You understand it is the revelation that comes from him the unveiling of the mysteries the unveiling of hidden things that Jesus gives to his servants through what through vision so he says these things are things which must shortly take place so the revelation of Christ has to do with events in the future So his events that he sees from the dimension of the spirit. If you see what John saw and the events that happened on earth, you would need the eyes of the spirit or you would need the discerning power of the Holy Ghost in order for you to align what he saw in the spirit and what happened naturally. Because what he saw sometimes in the spirit was figurative to what was happening in the earth. It was revelation, his apocalypsis. So God has, the, has what we call the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it is in the auspices of Christ to give or show this revelation to his servants, not everybody. That's why not every apostle, not every prophet, not every evangelist, not every pastor, not every teacher will have the revelation of Jesus Christ. You you see, there are people who are not in the ministry who have more revelation of Jesus Christ than people who have been serving God for years because the the, the, the qualification or the entry into the access of the mysteries of the revelation of Christ is not dependent on what your, your service as a minister but your attachment, your bond. How, how bound are you to Jesus Christ? Have you become his prisoner? Are you imprisoned to his will? See, the highest honor goes to those who have imprisoned themselves. That's why Paul calls himself a born servant of Jesus Christ. He was bound to him in love. There was no way of escape. That's why even no matter how much he was beaten, how much he suffered, he could not enter his thoughts to turn away from Christ. He was bound to so we see from the Bible that the first servant, the first born servant of Jesus, had the highest revelations in the Bible was Paul. The second was John. Remember, it was not to his servant, but servants. So throughout generations, there were servants, or there they, they, they were servants, and they still are servants. That Jesus is priming for the responsibility of showing his revelation of things which must shortly take place. So in every generation, there are those who must carry the burden of the revelation of Jesus Christ. John was one of them. John was a signifier. He was the first that was officially given the revelation of Christ. Under that ten, he was the first. But there were others. That's why when John wanted to write what he heard the seventh thunder say, the the voice said, no, 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 no. Don't write what was written. But is it not supposed to be revealed? Yes, but not by you so the book of revelation is the first set of the revelation of jesus christ it is the foundation of the revelation of jesus christ but the revelation of jesus christ has been continuing for aeons and now it is coming to the crescendo where it must come to completion so when you read the the book of revelation you are not reading a complete book it is not complete in the sense that they, they god does not end. it is incomplete because the revelation of jesus christ will continue until he comes so he starts the book by saying the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him, gave Jesus to show unto his servants. So there are men, there are women all over the earth, who when they are born, Jesus leaves a mark to see if they will pass the test of seventhly. And throughout their lives, there are angels of revelation that follow them <laughs> around, Waiting for the time where the revelation should come. So he says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. God is interested in his people knowing the future. He is interested in his people knowing what is to come. Otherwise, there would be no need for visions. There would be no need for dreams. There would be no need God warning, giving direction and vision and dreams. If God was not interested in us seeing the future. One of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, he will show you things to come. Show you things to come. It is a ministry that is etched in the coming of the Holy Spirit. That if you have him, you must know things to come. So that is the ministry that comes with the Spirit, but there is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And when the revelation comes the revelation doesn't only show you the future the revelation goes back in time and shows you the past and shows you what is and what also is to come. That's why when Moses went up to the mountain God did not just give him the law God gave him the revelation of creation. Not only the revelation of creation but the revelation of what was to come. What is the highest revelation in all the universe? It is the coming or the manifestation of the son of God and Moses had that when he told them that he shall raise You another prophet like me, whom you shall listen, and he shall put his words in his mouth. If you will not listen to him, you shall die in your sins. But if you listen to him, he will save you. So the mark of salvation has always been linked to the man's ability to hear god when he speaks doesn't matter how he speaks doesn't matter in which form he speaks because he can speak in many forms he speaks through the sun he speaks through the moon he says the stars and the moon day and night they cry out his knowledge there is something in his creation that speaks something about him but whether we 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 accept it or not we must be willing To accept the fact that God speaks through anything that he chooses to speak through. But he has chosen man as his highest mode of expression. Of his highest mode of vocalization. He will speak through man. God, who had sundry times spoken to our forefathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by our by his son Jesus Christ, by whom he formed the world. The revelation of Jesus Christ is how God is speaking today to the One of the things God told me when he began to move me into the prophetic, man, he said, read the book of Revelations. I read it, I remember the first time I read it, I read it for an hour and a half. After I finished reading it, the angel of Revelation came to me, and he said, now you are permitted to know what is hidden in the treasuries of God. There are things my spirit knows, that my soul is taking years to even bring to remembrance. Sometimes I may be sleeping and God takes my spirit and he shows me several things. When I come back, my, you see, because your, your, the, the degree to which your soul can interpret the things of the spirit has to do with its own maturity and spiritualization. So, certain area the soul cannot access in the spirit because in that area the soul has not been strengthened. So, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, and this is this is really what the Church of Jesus Christ at this time should be focusing on—not any other thing—the revelation of Jesus Christ. The apocalypses. What Jesus wants to reveal to his church. (laughs) What Jesus wants to unveil in his church. What Jesus wants his church to know about what will take place shortly. Notice, it is a definite thing. Things which must shortly take place. It's a definite thing. It must shortly take place. There's no doubt about it. But he needs servants to go into the spirit and begin to see these things. Decode these things and transmit it to his people. For the Lord God does nothing except He reveals it to His servants, the prophets. There are certain things said the sons of the prophets did not know that Elijah knew.
1: Why?
0: Let's fly, Bob. Change the court there. Let's fly. Ah. Verse 2, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to the things that he saw. Notice, the testimony of Jesus Christ, what did he say? The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. So everything that was happening to John then was happening by the end of the spirit of prophecy. When after I read the book of John, I realized something, that book is not complete. If you read the book of John, from chapter 4, right up until the last chapter, you will notice something. That John is only telling us what he saw in the seven seals, in the breaking of them and what was, what was in it. He doesn't tell us more, but there was more. So, John's assignment was to show us the breaking of the seals and the revelation of the breaking of the seals and what, it, what was in there but it was to the other generation that, w- that, that they should decode What was in the seventh thunders? I can tell you what was in the seventh thunders. Because the reason why God told John not to utter what was in the seventh thunders because it was left for the last seven years before Christ's coming. It was things that were spoken or things, the events that that involved the last seven years before the coming of Christ. Hmm. Then he says, blessed is you who reads and those who hears the words of this prophecy. So prophecy has to do with what is what? Being shown. See, this is this is not just a simple gift of prophecy for edification. For no, it has to do with the revelation of Jesus Christ. His apocalypse, showing you what will take place. You there? All right.
2: Ten thousand suns, fire in his eyes,
0: piano, please.
2: Feed as brass, white raiment. Stands high and lifted up.
0: None other than the Son of God.
2: Almighty. God, you are Alpha Omega Beginning and the end That's what he said He said, I'm the Alpha
0: like fire, feet like brass, hair as white as snow, with white raiment, he stands high and lifted up. Touching something.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. You're touching something. Something in the heavenly. I, I hear the Lord say, I hear the Lord say. I'm never lost. <laughs> I am never entered into battle and lost. I am the undisputed champion, the undefeated one.
1: Let God arise, let God
2: arise. Through my worship, let God arise. And let all his enemies be scattered.
0: So Jesus in this
1: place.
0: He's right here in our midst. First I thought it was an angel coming down. And I knew it could only be the Lord Jesus himself. And he stood for a while in the air. And then he finally came in. And he's in this place. That's why we move just to worship him because when the king is in the house, when the king is in the room, only worship can vilify his presence.
2: I the angels say to God in worship,
0: that he is holy. Why is that? These celestial beings have a revelation of God's holiness that we his people are yet to know. <laughs> Ascribing holiness to him. You are saying there's nobody as sacred as you. You are the set apart God. We and 20 is the beginning of a new decade. There are less than three decades left to the coming of Jesus Christ. this is a very significant decade that we are going into 2020 is the beginning of a new era in God's operations as it relates to the events of the kingdom, but also individually. Brothers and sisters, it pays to walk in God's ways. You know, sometimes you look at your friends, at your colleagues, even your family members, sometimes you go on your knees and you say, Jesus, I thank you for having mercy on me. Why must the crooked paths be made straight before the Lord comes? What is so important about the alignment of the paths through which the Lord would come through? Why doesn't Jesus come through paths that are crooked? Why must John go ahead of him and prepare his way and fix the road and fix the paths through which he would walk through? Sometimes the manifestation of the Lord's work in our lives never comes to fruition because the paths upon which we walk are crooked. Crooked parts are not parts that lead to glory. That's why crooked parts must be made straight before the Lord can move upon them. And you watch their lives and you follow their knees and you say, Thank you for having mercy. Tonight, before we move in. What the Spirit of God would want to share with us. I want to share something with you from the Word of God. That if you will listen, listen to me. If you will listen, if you will listen, the error of your ways will be fixed. Amen. Life does not have to be by trial and error. God has gifted us with insight to avoid such a life. He has gifted us with the understanding of wisdom to avoid a life of trial and error, to avoid a life of waywardness. He said, "Oh Israel, what is it that the Lord requires from you except to love Him and walk in all His ways? They are the ways of God. And sometimes we might be living life thinking we are walking on his ways, but we are walking on ways that he has not destined and designed for us. So we are walking in alien paths, alien ways that are foreign from the Lord. And sometimes the Lord will not do anything until we remember from whence we have deviated. For it is the steps of a good man that are ordered by the Lord. where to walk in his paths, to walk in his way. There is only one thing. You see, our life, brothers and sisters, our life our life is a consequence, the confluence of obedience and disobedience, not only of our own, but of previous generations that are attached to our bloodline. Life is a reflection of a man's obedience or disobedience to God. The, the, the flow of life, the ripple effects that we feel in life, are due to one thing, the obediences or disobediences of a man. That's what makes paths crooked. That's what breaks the, 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 the paths we walk on. That's what brings about an error in our ways. When man is born, he's born with a straight path from, from his birth to his destiny. God is designing. But you must know life is in the blood so life life see life not only life force life life is in your blood not only referring to the life force but the events of life the experiences of life they are stored within the blood and passed down from generation to generation And what keeps a blind line pure is one thing, is obedience. God taught me this, he said the secret to all life, the secret to, to alignment, the secret to correction, the secret to fulfillment, the secret to the establishment of my word is obedience. Everything started with obedience and it will end with obedience. If a man wants to break the family bloodline, the the pollution, the corruption in the family bloodline, he must must start by obeying God. Romans chapter 5. Tonight I want to answer some things around your lives. Why are you repeating the same errors that your parents have repeated? Why are you living the same experiences that they had? Why is the, is the pattern of your life similar to the upbringing of your very own parents? Why is that your life seems to mirror previous generation in your family? Why is the thing that followed your great-grandfather, great-grandmother following you too? It's not a matter of demons. There is something higher. There's a higher law that transcends laws of demonic operation, laws of demonic forces. The things that people say are a cause of demons are not demonic in nature. Are obedience orientated?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Somewhere in your family line, somebody broke a law somebody was disobedient to a law either of god or of nature that caused a rapture through which demonic traffic operated right through your family line right up until you it's a matter of obedience he says sin is not imputed where there is no law but transgression is what sin is the transgression of law A, the hindrance, the hindrance to destiny has nothing to do with demons. All sin is as a consequence of one thing, disobedience. Men are successful or they fail because they are either obedient or disobedient to laws, either natural laws or divine laws. But the laws that affect all realms of life are divine laws. How do you explain a boy growing up in a family where there was no reference point of wealth where all he he saw was poverty grow up to be somebody in life? It is because in his life something happened that caused him to straighten his ways and it will not only affect him, it will affect whoever follows him. Men are conduits of destiny. You see, destiny is conducted through men. It is conducted or corrupted through man. Your destiny in life is determined by one thing alone. This is why sometimes God gives prophecies and they stay there and never come to pass because certain things must be fulfilled in obedience before the streamline of the heavens can begin working. So you stay praying, 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 hoping, hoping, wishing, wishing, and you start getting angry at God. Yet, you
2: yourself are disobedient.
0: Chapter 5, Romans. (laughs) Verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sin. (laughs) Verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned, not by two, not by three, not by four, by one. He said, by one man, through one man, sin entered the world. Every human, every, every human family on earth is suffering the impact of one man's offense. Every human family is suffering the effects of one man's offense. Through Abraham's obedience, every single Jew is enjoying the benefits of one man's obedience. It Through one man, sin entered the world. Death reigned through sin, through one man. What does that tell you about life? What does that tell you about the effects of life? that men don't live for themselves, they live for generations. Every decision you are making is not just affecting you, it's affecting generations. Yes. That means every decision a man makes is encoded in his DNA. There is not a decision you have made, right or wrong, that, that does not attach or does is not encoded into your bloodline, into your bloodstream. Ways must be fixed tonight. Twenty twenty must not be entered with crooked paths. Oh, Jesus, listen. (laughs) Verse eighteen. Therefore. As one man's offense judgment came to all men. God judged everybody on earth because of one man. Why? Why? Because all men come from him. All men were was going to come from that man who had sinned. That because of one man's sin, God judged everybody. Even those having not yet been born, he judged. Them. Is it not that Levi also paid tithes, being in the loins of Abraham? The judgment fell on all men because of one man. He says, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men resulting in justification of life for verse 19 this is the cause of every single thing for by one man's disobedience many were made sinners what makes you a sinner before god brothers and sisters is disobedience a child of god born again may still be regarded as a sinner before god except he fulfills his I told you that you accepted Jesus Christ, that you accepted the penalty, the work of Christ, does not exempt you from other areas in your life that require righteousness to be fulfilled. Because where the voice of God goes, obedience must be the natural consequence, must be the natural response. If disobedience is what is enacted at the time God speaks, God regards that as sin. So many of God's people are walking around and they have sins in their lives. Just by one man's disobedient act. One man's disobedience. Many were made sinners. Who are you making a sinner in your life? Because of your disobedience. Failure and success lies on one thing and one thing alone. Not on your prayer life. Not on your word life. Because every other thing, listen to me, every other thing that is done religiously in the guise of spirituality, done outside the voice of God, is just mere religion, dead religion. There is no operation, there is no life in it. Because God never moves in an environment where his voice is not heard. He says, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. This is how we have corrupted our lives unknowingly. Some of you are in careers you should not be in, jobs you should not be in. You are living in disobedience, yet you are serving God. You are saying you are serving God. To be in a place where God has not put you in sin. And the problem has been this: the problem has been we have not been we have not been trained, we have not been uh, 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 intentional enough to go and hear what God has to say to us. Disobedience, he says. Also, also, by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Notice what he says. By one man's obedience many will be made righteous. He's, 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 he's addressing something here. He's not addressing the, the, the encounter that has happened with Adam and Jesus. He's also addressing a principle that is in continuance. One man's obedience many will be made righteous. Righteousness is a, is a, is a consequence of obedience Genesis Mm -hmm. chapter 2 before I start prophesying this we need to deal with to help you because it will explain why sometimes things that are supposed to happen unhappily. And you see, many men of God won't tell you because they themselves don't know because they live in disobedience. Listen, make no mistake. God does not pardon disobedience. Do you hear what I said? God does not pardon disobedience. Christian or no Christian, you see? <laughs> disobedience is never pardoned. You see, because disobedience has what? Has generational ramifications. So even if you may not feel its ramifications, your generation will feel it. Your seed will feel it. I will not do this to Ahab in his days, but I will do it in Who committed the sin? He says what? I do what? I I, I do what? I visit the sin and the iniquities of the fathers. Even to the what? To the fourth generation. Let's go. So the only thing that can fix the impact or effect of disobedience is obedience. Only obedience can rectify what disobedience has done. Nothing else. No prayer of mercy. When Jesus came, he could have asked the Father forgive the whole world, make them new creation. And the Father could have answered. Because Jesus said, I know, I know all things are possible with you. In other words, he was telling, there is another way this thing can be done. We can pray and you can give the word. Because he says, the Father denies the Son nothing. So that the Son could have said, Father, everybody, let them be saved. And the father would have said, yes, but no. Disobedience must be rectified by obedience. So when you look, when you look, when you look at the darkness, at the the confusion, at the change or the corruption in the aeon of your family life, you must look and see, okay, I am the one that must stop it. Then you go find God and hear what he says. (laughs) The day you hear what he says and you obey, whatever was done will be undone. God is looking for a man to obey. A man to obey. A man to obey. A man to obey. See, once you pass the age of accountability, you are responsible for your life and your generation. Now is no longer about what my mother did, what my parents did, what they did not do. Well, now is about what is God saying to i did not do because what will affect you now you see what will affect you in disobedience is not only your own disobedience but the let me read you a scripture you know maybe maybe the brethren thinks some of these things we are making up to try to scare you
1: (laughs) oh dear jesus matthew Matthew
0: (laughs) chapter 23 hallelujah hallelujah every one of you here are suffering the sin of disobedience either by you or by those in line with you and I'm want to show you how to fix that I want to I will show you how to fix that I will show you how to fix that because God helped me you want to fix that) yeah. You there? Chapter 23, Matthew, verse 33. He says, "Chapter 23, verse 33. Serpents, brood of vipers. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Some of them you will scourge in your synagogue and persecute from your city from city to city. Death on you!" May come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. I surely, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. He says, this generation will suffer the. He says, will suffer the the things that they have done, right from Abel, right up until Zechariah. He was telling them, all these things will come upon you. So sometimes the judgment you see coming on nations is as a result of past disobediences. When there was a fair mind in Israel and, and David went to pray, God said it's because of the sin of the house of Saul. When David fixed the sin, God cured the land. And Jesus was telling them this will come upon this generation. Huh. What makes us think? that the laws of God the divine laws which are timeless can now be excused excused or excused because we have become Christians is the deception that Satan has brought in, the blood of Jesus is enough
1: if, if,
0: that was the condition, if you walk in the light as he is, not as you want to be or as you wish, as he is. That means the standard of the walk must be as he is in the light. It's not your standards. It's not the standards that you set for yourself. No, it's the standard of the one that is in the light. He says, Then the blood of Jesus will cleanse, of, will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Except you walk in the light, the blood can cleanse you. Obedience is the master key that unlocks all doors. Your life is held in the heavens. Your destiny is held in the heavens, not by demons. There is no demon more powerful enough to withstand a man who has obeyed God. A man who has obeyed God is more powerful than an army of demons all gathered together against him. No demon etched out of hell can stand against a man who has obeyed God. There is no law, there is no power, there there is no force that can withstand such a man. But trust you me, there is no man who lives in disobedience more powerful enough than the weakest demon in hell. What gives you power and rank in life, brothers and sisters, is not how much you pray. What gives you power and rank before God and in the spirit is your obedience to God. Rank is measured by obedience. You find that there is a, there, there can be a, a Christian, just a Christian sister or a brother who is so obedient to God, who has more stature before God than a pastor of 5,000 members who is disobedient. Is a matter of obedience. The alignment of life is determined by how closely we obey God. Both what He said in His Word and what He spoken into our lives. Fornication will delay prophetic fulfillment. Adultery will delay prophetic fulfillment. One of the things Jesus said to me when he appeared to me the first time, he ordained me to the ministry. He says, No, no woman until you men. The day you know you are anointing on you. There's a secretness to destiny that brothers and sisters, we must we must we must develop a fear, a reverence for. See what I'm teaching you now. What I'm talking to you about now is the inner parts, is the inner ways of God. These are hidden veils, hidden mysteries, hidden treasures. This is this is this. These are the things that explains why somebody like me, who has never worked a day in his life, who has never run a business in his life, who has never cheated in life. But has has more life, more money, more success than people who worked for years. This is what I'm teaching. I have money that my parents growing up, even today, never had. And I'm not saying this to degrade. first. Yes, here's my family. All of them. All of them. I am the first in many things in life. That's my family. Most of them don't know what it is to ride a plane. I've been on it many times. I've been out of Africa. The first in my family. He said the scepter shall not depart from Judah. He did he not say that? But what happened after Judah slept with his daughter-in-law? The Bible says that the curse came upon Joseph for how many generations? From 10 for 10 generations. It so happened that when, when the tenth generation hit, it was David. You, are, you think it's a coincidence? No. All throughout, Judah had nothing. Why? You can't, you can't, you can't see. And not, and not have ramifications. I'm trying to open something, I'm trying to deal with something that is, brothers and sisters, has been a hindrance to the progress of Christians all around the world. You you must ask yourself, where did this thing start? It's not them. There's a spirit that has entered, that is trafficking your life, that has entered through the portal of disobedience. The struggles of life can be ended by one thing, obeying God. Obeying God. And you must remember something about obeying God. Obeying God goes against every single thing the culture promotes. Every value system in the culture following God is turning your back against the, the culture, the tradition, the value systems of the world. It says you aim, not knowing the power of You cannot obey God because tradition says. That's why. That's why African marriages are the most flops in the entire world. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because of the demonic oppression that it invites. You must go ask the woman from his parents. The parents must hold a meeting to get to agree on what both of you want. And then even after that, it is still a process. In between, what do you think is happening? Yeah, but we cannot not but do it because tradition, it's tradition, is tradition. To hell with tradition. And you see, because we have been sold, these are, these are strongholds in society. It is hard to pull away from without feeling somehow. Yet those things go up against the very principles of God. We have, we have enshrined human philosophy human tradition above God's law, God's command. I am changing something in your lives. Your life is is in shambles because you listen to what your parents want you. Your life is confusing now because you you studied, you got your degrees. Now you don't know what to do. Your degrees aren't working for you. You are confused as hell because you, you listen to what your parents say. of the truth. We must prophesy or we must fix this. We must fix this. We must fix this. Must fix this. Listen. Look at me, everybody. There's only one thing that sanctifies the other party or the child. Only one thing. Do you know what it is? Huh? Do you know what it is? Look at me. me. You know what it is? (laughs) Most of you here, or most of us here, most of you, when your parents had you, they had you out of, outside of marriage. Right? Right? Yes. They had you outside of marriage, right? What you don't realize is that when you do such a thing outside of marriage, okay. heaven does not recognize the baby until something happens. You know what it is? Huh? It's marriage. Only marriage sanctifies an unbeliever or an unborn-again child or an unborn-again husband or wife. Only marriage, nothing else. No prayer, only marriage. He says, for the husband is sanctified by the wife and the children are holy because of the wife. Maybe you have not been told the dangers of fornication of an adultery. Fornication is outside of marriage. Adultery is in marriage, busy with somebody else. Maybe you have not been told the dangers, but these are things that have corrupted the... Do you know, do you know demons? Demons respect marriage. The Bible says the fallen angels took wives to themselves. The Bible says, the Bible says When the, the fallen angels came to the woman, they they, 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 they they were not dating, they married them, they married them. Why? Because they know they understand the laws of life. Since they took wives to themselves and they slept with them. They didn't sleep with them before they married them. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm just trying to help you. There's a reason why God says break the system after you are married. Because if you break it before time, what you, what you have done is that you, it's like you have had a die on the purity of the system. So you have died. You have you have corrupted, polluted its essence. It's not about you love the person, you sleep with them. That's not the right. That, that's not what gives you right to sleep with them. What gives you right to sleep with them is marriage. Only marriage is reserved for... He says marriage is honorable above all. And the bed undefiled. The bed undefiled. The bed undefiled. That's why he says to you, woman, do not deny your duties to your husband. You, husband, do not deny the duty because that is the way Satan enters. Oh, Talk about destiny. God forgives. Remember, God forgives. God forgives. But there is they they what we call ripples. You see, you know when you take a stone when you're growing up and you hit it on top of the water and it hits the water. Like this. But then there's something left. Even after the stone is down in the water. There are ripples. So every action creates a ripple effect. Forgiveness may be there. The only thing that can reverse it. Is obedience. Some of you have to go. Back to places. Of disobedience. And start obeying. telling you this because of what God showed me about 2020. Listen to me. The wisdom of this world has corrupted our minds to the point where it's difficult for us to hear God even when he speaks. What are you willing to forego, to obey God? What are you willing to forego, to obey God? You understand? You, can, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot obey. You cannot obey God for your husband. You can't, you can't. His life is his own. If he chooses to go astray, you, you may feel you may feel it because you are married to him but if he does not fulfill his own obedience he will suffer we are we are
1: in something
0: where the one who we said is that there's what well, listen what well, Jesus there is no in between it's either left or right that's why he got frustrated with the logos. He says you are lukewarm you have one foot out one foot in he says i'll show you what i'll do to you i'll vomit you out i'll spit you out in disgust because you cannot tolerate indecisive. Are you in or out? Are you following Jesus? Are you following your own ways? If you follow your own way, follow your own way. Go ahead and 100%. If you follow Jesus, follow Jesus. Don't be in the mix about it. And that's the problem with many of you. It's because you have one foot out. You are emotional about saving God. You are emotional. If God speaks to you something that offends you, you get angry. You get angry of everybody and everything. You will die young and you will suffer much. This is not a stage for emotional parade. This is a stage where you obey God, irrespective of how you feel. Some of us, if we were emotional about saving God, we wouldn't have all this thing. You wonder why there is no end to your struggle. You are emotional. I don't waste my prayers. See, I'm, a, I'm honest with you. As your pastor, I don't waste my prayers. Me, I don't waste my prayers. The way of life has been made evident to us all. It has been made evident to us all. Obedience to God. Obedience to God. And the Lord God put the man whom he had formed in the garden and he commanded him, saying, Out of every tree of the garden you may feel a But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil God shall not. And the day you eat, surely you shall die. And for the day he ate. He God has no business with a man who lives disobedience. And God never removed Adam from Eden, He removed him from the garden, The place where He has provided for the man to be nourished and well taken care of. It's disobedience that puts us out the place of provision. Mm-hmm. Some of you are suffering and you are wondering, I'm praying, I'm praying. You will pray until you die, and nothing will change. Only obedience changes things. Only obedience keeps you in Eden, keeps you in the garden. Children, obey your parents. For it is the first commandment with promise, with long life shall satisfy you. And you wonder why today the mortality rate is so short. People live to 30 years, they die. 40 years, they die. It's because when they were living, they, they, the promise of long life is attached to obedience to your parents. As far as it concerns the destiny of God, the day you find out your destiny, the day your destiny is revealed, and your parents and your parents go against it, what has Jesus brought? He has brought us soul. He do not think I have come to bring peace on earth. I have come to bring the sword between the mother and the son. The father, I mean the mother and the daughter. The father and the son. Why? Because now, what the son wants to do goes against the traditions of the parents. So what does the son do? He must take the sword of Jesus and severe himself. To follow Jesus is costly. You will lose friends. Sometimes you will even lose your family. You may lose your job to follow Jesus. I may lose your reputation. a God, who at that time he did not know, he just heard a voice, Get thee out of thy country, of your father's house, and go to the land I shall show you. How would God not give such a man the, the stature that he has today when he fro- forgoed everything to follow him? Obedient to your voice. The question is, What have you learned? What have you heard? What have you heard if you are not hearing anything you have not been listening what have you heard what have you heard? many christians will go to hell many christians will go to hell for disobedience see disobedience disobedience is not is not just rebelling, rebelling against god no disobedience is is tied to what god said that you did not do or what God said not to do that you did. There are people today who are doing miracles, more miracles than even some of us, but they are, when they die, leave this earth, they will go to hell. There are people today who can prophesy better, more, than, more accurately than us, but when they die, they will go to hell. There are preachers today who will go to hell because they went and opened television ministries when God never told them because it was fashionable. They will go. When they, when they die, they'll go to hell. What did the angel say to Lot? He says, get out of get out of this place. And Lot said what? Well, let me go to Zoar. He's near. Where did he end up? In the, cave. the angel is telling you where to go. You're telling the angel your preference. You know, you know, you know more than the angel. You, you, you are Lord. You end up, you end up in the cave. You end up in the cave. You know, many of you at my life and because you don't know behind the scenes you look at it you admire it you wish you hope you some even become jealous but you must understand there is a fear behind the experience behind what you see. It is this day. When God called me to the ministry in 2010, I just left school. I was about to go into studying. God says, I've called you to serve me. Remember, oh my mother. Mother was like, my mm. mother went to tell my father. My father went to this thing. My father even said, uh this him There's something like this. Right? Oh. What you are seeing. Stand up, you don't know where to start, where to go, and you do something that you don't even know. We have no experience, but because you heard Jesus, that's where my confidence is. Because He knows, as far as I know, I've done most of the things He told me to do, I've obeyed Him. I look at some of you growing up you are still young yeah, where you are it's not too long i've been there it's not too long i've been where you are you understand i've been like i've been where you are but what i'm trying to give to you to show you is is how god helped me navigate Without a teacher, without a mentor, without none (laughs) of those. Ask my mother how I live most of my life. Here's my mother, she'll tell you. School, room, school, room. Here's my mother, she'll tell you. So I'm gonna to speak to you the word of the Lord. Right? But I'm telling you this to deeply, to deeply desire a 360 overhaul in your life. Some of you are still keeping friends, you should not be keeping. And you are justifying it. It's fine. Look, it's fine. It's fine. Remember not. We you see by the time you start, by the time a Christian start acting that way we know their destiny we we know where they will end up no matter what happens in between they may rise but their rising is for their falling you must understand something about God's judgment God allows things to rise in judgment he, you see Satan will become more powerful as the ages go but in his judgment that's how God works He says he will destroy them in their prosperity we we know so by the time you start behaving that way, you you start doing the, those kind of things. Oh, God bless you. Me, I'm like that. Yes, I'm like that. Because we, you see, we know what it took to get here. We know what it took. Some, even some old, you know, some old, you think you know life, you who are older than me. You think, ah, oh, we know life, we understand. Oh, oh. Bless God. Bless God. Obedience is the key. If you build your life on obedience, if you build your life on obedience, you will make it. You will make it. That's why today I am to obey God. I'm not afraid to lose it. I'm not afraid to lose it. father, mother, friends, wealth, status, and not. Because I know the final result can only be There's no two ways about it. And it does, it does nothing to me. It, to me, it does nothing. The things, the things you are holding on to are what will hinder you in 2020 something is happening in 2020 the things you're holding on to you chill you call a person your best friend that person doesn't pray doesn't know jesus drinks parties and my best oh my best let me call my best he says blessed are those who sit not in the council of sinners of the ungodly there are some people you know what you do to them you say hi Hello, God bless you. You move away. No, I'm trying to win them. You are lying to us and to yourself. You're not winning them. Poison is poison, right? Amen. Right? You 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 can never you can never undilute what has already been done. If if you put even a, a drop of dye in water, you have you have you have, you have messed up the entire content. No matter how much water you will pour after that, the residue will still remain. The purity of the water has been changed. I'm going to prophesy in a moment, and you will know why I was telling you this before I prophesy. Because God wants to do something in your life. But your disobedience has been a hindrance. You see, how God has raised me, especially in the prophetic ministry, is to always enshrine wisdom above the gift. You see, for the sake of preserving the brother or the individual. So, in prophecy, there are certain things we intentionally leave out. Not because they are not there. We intentionally leave out especially in a public environment because we, I don't run I don't run a one-to-one uh, come by Monday to fly, Friday prophetic booth we, I don't run that so most of the prophecies will obviously come in a setting like this right? but because of that and my respect for the person I will not diverge into certain things except the Lord say it is imperative you tell me Except he says so. I will. So sometimes what we do is that we teach. We teach but addressing issues in a prophetic way. So that the one who the word is meant for they are the hero. Amen. Oh by the time you say they it's hitting them, the convict. Yes, he who is convicted is he God is talking to us. You understand? Mm -hmm. So I needed to share this with you to help you brothers and sisters. To help you. To help you. To help you understand the way of destiny. To help you understand how destiny unfolds. You see, the place of revelation is preceded by obedience. God never debits until obedience is
1: raised.
0: Uh, let me give you a simple example, right? Uh, I am pretty sure, in 99 out of 100%, that most of you ask yourselves, why did I go to Devon and had a wedding with my wife? my family, my wife's family was not there hundred ninety nine percent of it, you you may not have said it but you ask yourself how can, why? why? where has it ever been done? and it's not a secret no I heard God God said, do this I heard him. I did not give myself, I did not know what do this I heard it quickly and I didn't. Two weeks later, God shows me the vision why I said to do this. Must I tell you? <laughs> Alright. You see, like I said, God never reveals until obedience is fulfilled. When God said to me, go and seal your, your, your vows in heaven, in my mind, I kept asking, I kept asking from the beginning up to the end. I kept telling if God didn't say it, I would never have One, it's money. Two, it's like confusing. What would you tell people when people say, hey, Where were your you? Mike told his parents, remember? You told your mother, uh, and your mother asked, hey, but sorry, mother a valid And you were like, No, no, no. And she was like, ah! <laughs> Yeah! Like how, under natural circumstances, it's, it goes against the values of the system, right? But I heard God. God, I heard. You You can't tell me I did not hear God. <laughs> <laughs> you see, when God sent me to Cape Town, when He sent us to Cape Town to do some asylum. He said to me, there'd be no rain there. He said to me, when your, when your feet touches the ground of the airport, it will rain. And I sent Pastor Rafael a text. We were coming, he was coming from Denver I was coming from Cape Town. When we landed and got into the Uber to our hotel, it started pouring. The guy who was driving us said to us, hey, and we don't even know where this rain comes. It was blazing hot before this time. When I came back from the uh, United States of America, God said to me, when you left, the entire country will have rain. and that will be sad. <laughs> The air was raining everywhere in the country when we left in 2016. When we left here, when was it? When we left Wednesday, right? When we left here on Wednesday, it had just stopped raining here, right? Because we had to pray before because of the floods. If it wasn't because of the floods, I wasn't gonna pray. No told you, i don't always pray. I don't <laughs> so it was because of the floods, people were suffering, Akashem. Let's let's do what we can do to try and help this. Right? By by Wednesday evening, all the floods were had dissipated. Right? They, where did they go to so uh, We... When we got to Devon, it was pouring. You know what's pouring? It had been pouring. I had went to Devon the previous week. It had been pouring from the Monday I got there. I left on the Thursday. It poured right into the Wednesday when we were there. When we got there, it was raining. Was it not? It rained Thursday. It poured Thursday. It rained Friday. It was all closed up. At night, when we were coming back, Remember? It was pouring. So was t- that boy, I was telling the other boy who men- had to mend the, uh, the drone, I said, don't worry. When it opens tomorrow, uh, I will show you how. He was like, yeah, hey, I really hope, you. Yeah, I really hope this weather opens. <laughs> and on the Friday, uh, Vida sends me, Lan sends me, Lan sends me the weather forecast 90%. The same as it was, 90% rain uh, forecasted for Saturday, the day of the wedding. Who are we? I had God. God said, go. That was my, I didn't pray. I said, you said that I must come here. So I am here. This is Saturday, 4 a.m., no cloud inside. Sunday, we had the wedding on Saturday. No cloud, no cloud, no, no, you know what's no cloud? No sun out. Sunday, all the clouds are back. Where did they come from? Yeah, it's a coincidence. How can it be a coincidence? You explain, you explain to me the phenomena. It's been raining for the past two weeks. It's forecasted that it will rain, 90% chance of rain and it doesn't rain and there's no cloud. The next day, the clouds come back again. They explain. Mm-hmm. So, you, if you tell me I had God, I had God. Obedience. Oh, so, so, five, we come back, right? We come back. Last night, The night before, I wake up in the middle of the night. So I wake up, you know, mosquito. So two mosquitoes hit me on my toes. So I wake up, wake up, my wife, we put ice, right? So I'm like, these mosquitoes are really irritating. So I, I was sitting, I'm sitting on the bed like this. So I put my head like this, right? And my wife is busy with the ice thing. As I put my head, I'm in the Spirit. How I got where I got, I can't tell you. How I got where I got, I can't explain to you. But I was there, I was in the Spirit. In the Spirit, against the wall like this. What wall, I don't know. But against the wall like this, I saw 17 demons pressed against the wall like this. So I'm looking, 17, I'm looking, 70, and I'm like... So at first I'm shocked. Hey, who are these? You know, in my mind, then... Because there's no one there, I might as well just talk to these things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: I'm
0: like, who are you? They say, we are the... the the last 17 of the strongest that have remained. That's what, that's what the demon said. So I said, oh, I asked them what's my name? What's your name? Who are you? So he says, I'm the leader of all this. My name is lying and deception. But he's speaking. So no one a person is speaking you but they are trying to hide but that they can't hide because they are they're like rude to the whole so now I'm standing I'm standing like this I'm seeing them like like all gruesome you know gruesome things so I'm asking hey so what do you want here (laughs) listen to what they say says we are afraid to go back to our master Because we have faith in our assignment. I said, what is your sign?" They said, we and many others have been sent to stop you from getting married. Because we were told the day you get married, there will will be more angels sent in your life. And nothing will stop your destiny from coming to you. So now we are afraid because we don't understand how you came back and got married. We saw you leave the country, but when you came back, you came back with four mighty angels that we have never seen before. And the thing that confused us is that you were married. And I knew all these demons are regional demons. They could not go past, leave the region to which they were assigned. So whatever they were doing, they followed me to the airport. When they came back, he said, we we are weakened and we have faith. Yeah. So, so the Spirit of God then gave me something to ask. Them. So I asked, Why are you afraid to go back? <laughs> you know what they said? You know what they said? He said, "Because our master tried once himself, mm-hmm. and when he tired, he sent all of us. Now, when we feel, we are afraid that he will severely punish us. These are demons." So when I came, then I told them, "Get the hell out of here! and Never come back!" The like say he was sucked out, and they left the place. And I woke up,
1: and
0: then this happened.
1: And then, saved.
0: then I remembered the vision my mother had. When Satan was in a church, on was a marriage day, it? Right? And Satan was wearing a hood. And he started screaming and saying whatever he wants to say. So, us getting married in David was the wisdom of God. Because the demons did not see. He says, He had if they knew they would not have crucified. That means they could not see. They were blinded from seeing because it was what hidden wisdom. That's that's what obedience opens you up to. Hidden wisdom. To obey God without the insight but trusting that he he knows and sees better than we do. And I came back and I, and, and I told you years before, remember two years ago that Satan's plan in your life was to stop you from getting married that's how, that's how he says forbidding what to marry, is demons it is not good that man should be alone he could not fulfill his destiny until God made him up remember I told you when I told you that and for years for years, then I said, Come, let's go to Devil. You see, brothers and sisters,
1: your security, you
0: don't worry about time, it's Friday, unless you have somewhere to go, a funeral or something, because we still haven't heard what you want to If you will not follow. There are things you will never know that you will miss. That you will miss. If I can tell you what God gave me now, it is obedience. Is obedience. Is what? Is what? Obedience is what? Obedience is what? Obedience. Don't live life above the wisdom of God. Are you listening to me? Don't live life, ab- don't think you know. You know, sometimes I watch you young folks. I watch you when I feel so, sometimes I feel so. Because what you don't realize is that God has given you a life to learn from. You see, a life to follow. You see, without without having gone through half of the things that some of us have gone through in our world, to look at and try and mimic my. <coughs> You, Mike came to the church when? Just when we hit a one year, right? 2015, you came here, right? 2016, you came here. 2016, Mike came here, right? 2016, August, right? Yes, August the, the 25th, not the 5th. Because the the 5th, I was sitting in Dublin. It was around the 25th when we were having the Lord's whatever, some ceiling something. You know? <laughs> it gets weird sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you some ceiling something you were having here. Right? And what he has done for himself is that he has allowed you see I'm using him as an example because as, as far as the the existence of this ministry goes. There is nobody in terms of the alignment of, you see, when 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 I met Mike, his life was in shambles. You know what's shambles? Run, right, brother? Sunday, his testimony, we give him, those who give him, they will give him testimony and stuff. So he'll give his testimony, but I'm just giving you a short little thing. His life was in shambles. He was broke, he was suffering, he was confused. He was in a there wasn't wilderness. That was
1: <laughs>
0: there was the you know, dryness of
1: whatever.
0: <laughs> you, you you understand? So he was a lost man. He was a lost man trying to find his way. And he loved the Lord. He comes from a Christian background. in praying on his life and he was blessed. Where he was working, he was working from contract to contract. What well, is six months contract? Every six months, by the car last month, Will they give me, will they not give me? At that time, they're giving them peanuts. Confused, and he comes from a well-paying job. His life was just at zero. Went back to live with his parents' house. His parents are giving him hassle. He lives at the back door. His parents work. mommy, his parents. Uh, always ostracizing him. When will he get married? When will he do this? When will he do that? What is up with your life? What are you doing? He's the second born by that time. Huh? So he's the eldest of all the brothers that he has. And here is he praying. No life, no glory, no nothing.
1: He's a Christian.
0: I want to show you something. I want to show you something. He met me 2016, he met me personally. He started he started playing, he started coming to church. Now the thing, this boy is coming for four hours, he tries four hours. 15 seconds He comes. I, I wanna show you why he's as successful as he is And why his life is is aligned today so he he comes four hours to come here it takes four to five hours for him to come here four to five hours to come he has to he has to ride four taxis three taxis three three texts, to come and to go. All because, I never told him, did I tell him to come, join my district? I never told him. He came here once and said, okay, I'm staying here. This is life. <laughs> God knows what he heard. Right? God knows what he heard. And he started gobbling up every single thing. If When he came to my place, he asked me, this, this, that, this, this, that, this. Ask him. 90% of the time, what am I sharing with I'm sharing him, I'm I'm teaching him life by God's way. In God's word. I, I don't talk with Mike, any other thing. If it's a whatever subject, it always go back to one thing, the Lord. The Lord told me one day, He says He's hungry. Help You know how I started helping Him? Not beginning to pray hours and all those things. No. When the Lord would send me to the i say to him, come. You know what he'd tell me? Hey, you must understand, it's under contract at that time. You can't be asking for the favors and stuff. Then come, we go to Devon five days, <laughs> and you'll be like, hey, hey, it's tough. I can't leave, just leave like that. Uh, then I'll leave it. So No, don't say much, right? Uh, it's fine, God bless, you. I leave. When I go back again, I say, come, let's go. Will you go? He, he said no twice before he said yes at that time. He went. So I took him when we had our first, the Lord said to have a healing service. That's it. I took him. He said yes. He did not know what was going on. <coughs> when we came back, what did I say to you? I told him. Your money problems, ended. A few months after he did that, a few months after he did that, what happened? They they gave them their permanent positions. He wouldn't have gotten it. He, he wouldn't have gotten it. They gave him, and they paid him three times what they were paying. So he was a high roller now. I'll show you wisdom. You know what he did with his first salary? Huh? He called me and he said, man of God, what's your account number? He sent through his entire salary for that man. He sent it through. He sent his entire salary from that man. Remember the words you heard there. Are they not following me? Today, God is getting married. Now, now, you think all those things are coincidental? How God can bring structure to a man's life in less than three years? Structure that was not there before. It's not the man. It's wisdom. If my friend was here, Lance, he would tell you everything. What I'm teaching you tonight, you see, whatever I'm going to tell you from the Lord will have no meaning, will, will, not, will be of no use to you if I did not share this with you. If I did not share this with you. Obedience is better, it. It's not just your faithfulness, faithfulness to God, to God, to, God, to, God, to God. it's not just that. All of those things without obedience, they mean nothing. And here's the thing, brothers and sisters. When you live life, you see, the reason why many Christians live outside the reality of the kingdom is because they live in deception. They, they live in this world. relationship is the special type. But is special type. Moses, special type. Well, no special type. One rather, Jesus. Go ask Moses. Go ask Moses. Special type. No, no. Moses. Again, only the special type, God's special cases. Go ask Moses. God pronounced him to die. He told him, You're gonna die. What you did, gonna, it's over for you. You're gonna die. When Joshua didn't even get time to mourn, Moses, my servant, is dead. Right. Forget him. Go ask Moses. The special case. Well, now your life is like a special thing that God is doing. You know you are the you are the special one. Go, go ask Moses. Go ask Solomon. Solomon, God visits him. God tells him. Yeah, I mean he gives him wisdom, but yeah, God tells him, Solomon is
2: like, yes, no. <laughs> Immediately after that vision, that's
1: 800. Yes. The
0: saddest person on in heaven today is Solomon. Go ask him. Special case, boy. Special, special case. How you cannot break the hedge and the snake not bite you. You'll be bitten. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You heard? Amen. Huh? Amen. Ready to hear what God is saying? Amen. Yeah, amen. I needed to get you sober, you know, instead of exciting you spiritually. <laughs> Obey God. All right? Obey God. The, the fruits. The fruits of what you're experiencing in your life. Is linked to your obedience to God. Hey, mm-hmm. I oh, it How's for Nana? Hey. Oh, hey, Marlena, i <laughs> It's about to get hot. It's about to get hot. All right? Yes. It's about. It's about to get hot. So we needed to help you. All right? Are you helped? Mom said you must obey. You must obey. You must obey. Not me. God. Brothers There are certain things we should be afraid of doing because we fear God. Not because of anything. But because we fear God. Because of the Yeah. That's it. That's it, this 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 young boy boy of mine. See, here's the thing, brothers and sisters, you know in life you <coughs> know, you must You must learn to see the Davids. You must learn to identify them look at David. Yeah. the running boy, you know, last born father don't care. Put him up with the sheep, and God says, That's the one I want. That's the one. When Vincent came to church, remember he gave his testimony here? And he came to church, he said, Hey, when he came here, he was just he, was he just came here because he saw some beautiful girls coming into
1: church, you know? It was like, She was
0: Something. <laughs> and then he came and he started sitting there in the back and stuff. After a while, I saw the guy speaking in tongues. Now, all of a sudden, you know, but you need the Lord, he let the Lord do his work, right? And at that time, he was living a, a, a wayward life, you know. And then one day, he came to me, and I remember we were sitting there after church. He came to me, you know. I know what came over him? He came and he just, just started crying. I was like, You know, Pastor, thank you. you helped me so much. And at that time, I had no clue what this guy did. I'm like, You know, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you know I let, let it out, bro. Let it out. <laughs> <laughs> One day, we were sitting. We were sitting, we were chilling. He came to my place, we were sitting, and he told me the things he used to do. Hey, I understood his tears. But we, more than that, I saw how for the first time in my life, I saw the pow- how the power of God delivers me. Prior to that, have I, did I lay my hands on you? No, I've never laid my hands Think never, Before that, I've never laid my hands on you to pray over him, but the Spirit of God was working. First time in my life I saw how, I literally saw how God's power works in moving men from one level of life to another. He got a job, he left it. Remember?
1: Yeah?
0: He got another one, he left it. When they asked him, why are you leaving this job? Imagine, now Kimoto that's not crackers that to his own mind and it's not we are Imagine. and it's less than six months after he got mm-hmm. into the Lord what was there is the spirit now it is those things God never God never forgets such things he never forgets such things. Never. That's why after he came and told me that uh, she and I embraced them. You know what? You know what? Because you must you must look at life from how God looks at it. God looks at the heart, not at the actions of men. So because the heart tells the destiny of men. So that's where you must go to to find the threads of destiny. You see, that's, that's where you must go. To. If, if the threads of destiny align with your actions, then it's over with you with God. The, it was like what Saul, his heart aligned with his actions. That's why God said, I've rejected him. How many times did David sin against God? Many times. But God was not looking at that was looking at his heart. Saul sinned once, it was over. <laughs> because of his heart. Because of his heart. So never find yourself where your actions are a direct replication of your heart. You are in danger then. Hallelujah. Glory. And now you're sober, right? Let's all stand in.